Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Well, it's just gone midday, which means it's time for the call. You have joined us here live from Brainguru Studios. We are going to go through 10 different stocks picked by you, our viewers, and two experts to go through them in fine detail and give you a bit of insight into what you should do. Well, I say two experts, but today, at least at this point in time, we've only got one. And I'm actually really thrilled to introduce Carl Kapalinga, who has come all the way from sunny Perth to be with us live in the studio. Mate, great to see you in person. It is fantastic to finally make it to Ausbiz. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been great to meet everybody here. Check out yeah. the uh, sparkling new studios over, over here at Barangaroo. It's, uh, it looks fantastic. And uh, hopefully I can get back to Perth. That's yes. the, uh, <laughs> well, the key question at the moment. Yeah, that's, that is up yeah. in the air at this stage. In the next few minutes, we also hope to be joined by Nathan Samasandran as well, a friend, a long-term friend of the show, and we'll be looking to get his insights. But he's not here, Carl, which means that we can perhaps put the boot into him a little bit. (laughs) But also what we can do is we can talk BAPCOR, which is our stock of the day. And we thought we have to talk about BAPCOR. They had uh, a trading update released earlier today. Group revenue is up by about 25% so far. That's in the first five months of this current financial year. They're anticipating growth to remain consistent throughout the, uh, the rest of the half. And because of a little bit of a little thing called operating leverage, they're looking for some really strong earnings growth. Now the market has reacted very favorably. Last time I looked, shares up by about 5%. Before we get to today's specific news, Carl, what do you think about BAPCOR in general? Yeah, look, I, we like it. It's a stock we've had as a buy for a considerable period of time. I'll check my notes here. 18th of August, uh, we put a buy on it. So it's done pretty well. It was uh, one of those plays, sort of those uh, recovery plays that we picked. And it was, a, you know, it's a very broad theme. And it's funny how it has come to play out of, you know, less spending on um, on holidays, etc. cetera, uh, people wanting to travel more by car than public transport. And you have these ideas as an analyst, and it's funny how it's playing out, and it kind of continues to do so. What's interesting about BAPCOR is that they seem to be updating us quite regularly now, uh, and it's a bit of a theme with some of these retail-focused companies where if there's good news, they put it out to the market. So uh, as an analyst, that's great because we used to get updates once every six months, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe a month out from your half yearly, they started to guide if they weren't going to hit it um, or if they were going to really uh, beat it. So now we're getting uh, monthly updates. So we've had the October update, that was a 27% increase in revenue. The November update is uh, 26% and they're expecting, uh, you know, to average 25% for the rest of the half, so. And they've, uh, done, they've done well even on a broader lens, haven't they? I mean, for what is ostensibly a pretty boring business, wholesale yep. uh, parts supplies, they've got some retail components with Autobahn and the rest of it. 
I think about 20% retail, the, the rest wholesale. Correct. But it's an extraordinarily resilient business, that, that parts business. And counterintuitively, one that actually tends to do a little bit better in tough times because people defer the purchase of the new car. Yep. And um, I, I, I should disclose, I am a shareholder here, so you've got to keep me in check, Carl. I, I agree with you. I like <laughs> it as well. Um, but what's interesting, these guys have grown their, their per share earnings by about 10% per year since about 2015. Very consistent performer. The dividend has doubled in that time and it's never been cut. So, so I like it. Yep. Do you still like it? They're, look, they're all ticks for me as well. Yep. Exactly the same stuff I look for. So consistency in earnings. Um, if they can pay a dividend, that's fantastic. It shows that they're, they're able to manage the capital in the way that they can do that. It's good to see that dividend rising as well. Um, you, you Look, they're, they're not... They're, as long as they continue to execute, I think there's some good value there. If, uh, if something doesn't go right with the cycle, uh, potentially we see a bit of a pullback in this, this bump, um, then they're not the cheapest stock around. So we're, we're sort of uh, low, low and uh, high, low, low 20s, um, sort of 22, 23 PE ratio, as you said, about 2.6% dividend yield. Um, so there's a little bit of execution risk, I think, through this cycle and how it plays out. But you know, management have been very consistent and very good, as you say, at delivering that. In terms of the, um, the technicals, as you know, I like to look at the charts. Uh, the, the chart still looks very solid. It's had a bit of a pullback from those highs in late October, but nothing substantial, nothing, I think, um, to tell me that the longer-term trend, is, which is still in place, is going to change anytime soon. I think today's pop helps it. It, it starts it off on the next phase of its journey uh, back up to those highs. I, I don't know if I'd be buying it right here, though. I think um, you might get a little bit of a pullback after today, and probably around 740 to 760 would be that key level, I think, that you want to get it. But I do think it's one you do want to add to your portfolio around that level. Yeah. Because longer term, um, you know, if they can continue to execute, uh, that, that PE of 22, 23 comes into the teens. So. It, yeah, and it just seems low given what, what uh, multiples the market gen generally seems to be on. I should mention also as well, uh, here at Osbys, we're going to be chatting with the CEO, Daryl Abotomy, live at 3 p.m. Sydney time this afternoon. So if you're interested to get a bit more perspective on, uh, well, straight from the horse's mouth here. Um, make sure you tune in. And look who has joined <laughs> us, who's graced us with his presence, Nathan Samasundran, mate. Great that you could make it. Oh, yeah, run in the here it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you want to see. Uh, yeah, bad bad traffic? Uh, look, actually, there's a lot of people out. Yeah. I think everyone's back for the Christmas uh, luncheons. That's what so it is. There's yeah. a definite people there. Good to finally see a face. -to -face I, know, I know, I know. I, I had to come 3,300 yeah, kilometres. And your car still made it I did on make time. it on time. Look, and you got in before we started to get a few more cases, so you might not get <laughs> out. I might not get out. That's a problem. I'll be staying at your place. <laughs> so, Nathan, we've been chatting Babcor. I don't know if you've had a chance to get your head around their, their trading update today. Mm. We're saying the market seems to like it. Carl's got some good things to say. Do you agree? Yeah, look, I think it's, it's in the right spot. Um, I actually thought, you know, given the car sales data that was playing in through the, through the pandemic, it would have been struggling. But God forbid, everyone hated public transport. I don't want to catch COVID. So everyone yep. avoided it like a plague, literally. Um, so in that context, the used car sales have had a dramatic bounce back globally. Yeah. It's been one of the thematics that everyone thought it was going to play out one way, it played out completely the opposite for a different reason. So it's done well, and everything that's connected to cars, so, you know, any car-related service providers, all done well. Yeah. Babco is a very good business model, always has been, and so the, when your thematic works, you're doing well. I don't think it, the, the only problem is people don't know how much of that is going to be sustainable, and some of them have run really hard, like Eagers and so forth, they've gone really yeah. hard. Yeah. So I think people are a bit skeptical on 
how far this cycle of recovery will play out. Look, I think it's a good business. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, if you're there, I'd be holding on. Mm. Um, the next coming, if you're a new investor coming into the stock, I think I'll be a bit skeptical because the market is. The market's mm. been telling us, yes, there's a lot of car stocks have done well. Do they think it'll keep going? They're not so sure yet. Mm. So, I, and, and I think there is a lot of other cyclical recovery stories. You're getting it on a risk, in a risk-weighted basis, better to play in. Um, it's, this is not going to be a surprise factor. Everyone knows how they're doing better. Yeah. Um, so I'm not chasing it. Okay. But look, if you hold it, uh, stay there. It's, it's a good business, good management. They've done well. Macro's turned. Yeah. What can you complain? Okay. But just not, not for you at this point if you weren't. Yeah, I think already. all the optimism in that sector is there. Everyone knows about it. So you're not going to get a surprise factor. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's get into the 10 stocks that you, our viewer, have suggested. And we're going to start off with a nickel miner. Joe has written in, and the stock that, he's, that has caught his eye is Nickel Mines. The ticker is NIC. Nathan, I'll stay with you for the moment. These guys seem that they've only been listed for the last couple of years. Um, they've raised some cash recently. But I will say this, the shares are up about threefold since they listed. So they, they must be doing something right. Yeah, they've got a lot of uh, fund managers holding shares. That's the ah, good thing they've I done. See. Okay. Now, I, I actually like the whole nickel thematic. Uh, we've been long the, the whole base metal play. Um, nickel is always a laggard. Everyone hates nickel. I don't know why. Because I think it's the fact that there is a massive stockpile. Yep. Okay. Everyone tells you that. Okay. The, but then everyone knows that. It's not really yep. a surprise. Yeah. But then on the flip side, you look at what potentially is coming up on the EV side of things and the rebuild side of things. The demand is massive. That's a you know, tip in the ocean. So don't worry about it. So it, it is one of those ones where copper runs and everyone goes, nah, nickel's bad. And then, and then after a while they go, crap. Nickel's run. Okay, now it's good. And it turns. So it, it is one of those ones. We actually played it through uh, IGO. Now, IGO for Nickel Play, Independence, um, high quality management. They got a copper play, sorry, a little copper play, but mainly gold play with the nickel. They've just made a massive acquisition into lithium. Now it looks like the classic battery tech miner. Got a bit of everything. Um, the thing with nic nickel mines is every fund manager I spoke to actually has it. Mm. And I was like, wow, okay. I didn't know much about it. So the minute I started getting a couple of them telling me, you know, it's, it's early, story, early story. They've bought more, um, I suppose, asset base now. They've, they've scaled up. Now, the only thing I've got an issue with is one of my thematic for the base metals is the majority of the supply, especially nickel in Southeast Asia, are COVID countries. Mm. You, you always have a risk of supply side shock. Okay. Now, that's played out in iron ore, that's played out in, in copper side as well out of South America. I don't think it's a stretch to think that that's going to play out in Southeast Asia. So nickel kind of plays well in that thematic. But nickel mines is there. So they will oh, be affected. I see, I see. Okay. Now, there is, I mean, the whole nickel story is solid and I think you buy it for that. But nickel mines for me, you're not getting a surprise factor there. There's no one in the market who doesn't know what nickel mines does. Where I think... Western areas is the low cost player, but it's had operational issues. That's been beaten up, and even that's bounced back despite getting into trouble operationally. IGO looks good. I think then lithium play, I think there's probably a bit more in that. Uh -huh. um, I think you'll see more upside. So I, I like the sector. This stock is one, again, it's a bit like Babco. Everyone knows about it. So you're, not, you're coming late to the game. So I wouldn't chase nickel mine. And the other thing I always like about commodities is unless you're in a booming commodity cycle, You've got to be careful picking guys pre-production. There's always issues. One thing I've learned trying to build houses a number of times is 
always goes wrong and it always costs more. Over time, over budget. That's right. I mean, think Just of how it goes. every infrastructure project yeah. in New South Wales. I think the it ran two to three times the original cost. So yeah. ask anyone who's redone their kitchen, right? It just, <laughs> it's a guarantee. So it's a no, it's a no from Nathan. Yeah. Carl, here's a leading question for you. Yeah. Nathan makes some good points and, and having done a lot of stuff here on Ausbiz lately, all we hear about is battery tech. You know, it, it's going to come, but, but one thing that I've struggled to get past, and this is probably an issue with me more than anything else, is that Surely, if we're talking a longer-term structural thematic here, which tends to be the bull case that most people put through, then wouldn't we also expect some kind of supply-side response? These minerals are not rare. Yeah. You know, like, can't we just <laughs> dig more out? Isn't it, most, uh, the story of mining longer-term is that they tend to get sold at, the mar at a marginal cost of production. Why is it different? Or is there, is there just opportunity before that, that, that uh, uh, factor sets in? No, no, ultimately everything comes down to supply and demand, whether it's right. supply and demand for a, a commodity or supply and demand for the shares of the uh, company that's, yeah. that's, that's finding and, and putting out that commodity. So um, with, with lithium, look, the, the lithium story is, is the, most of the production of lithium comes from China. Yeah. Um, I think China, given the situation, would, would rather keep it for China than, um, than send it around the world. So. Um, much of the demand is coming from places like Tesla uh, and, and everyone else who's trying to get into that space. Uh, so there are some large lithium deposits in the USA, but they're under, underdeveloped mm -hmm. and they require, uh, on average, if you look at Piedmont Lithium and the other one, name escapes me, I covered it last time I was on yeah. the show, um, you're looking at uh, circa $750 million to a $1 billion dollars. Uh, investment required to start to and get no it out doubt of the a number of years as well. Absolutely. Right. Um, look, Piedmont's right. a bit closer, to, closer. They've got a supply arrangement with Tesla. Tesla. So that's my sort of pick in that space, um, the, the ones that are about to produce. Uh, but with nickel, nickel's a very different story. Um, it, it's very much, you know, once prices start to spike, then there's a supply response, and then that starts to temper prices as well. So you kind of have to get in there a little bit earlier with nickel. But never, like Nathan says, people never do. It's a, <laughs> you tend to get that last big explosive wave and that's when stocks uh, respond. Yeah. Look, I like the space, to, well, we spent a long time on this, so I'll try and be brief. I like the space, um, IGO is one we hold as well. Uh, we also hold MinCore, Western Areas, uh, we have had a buy on that and have been completely wrong. Fortunately, it's starting to come back and make us look not as wrong on that one. Um, but this is my pick in the sector, so I have to disagree with Nathan on this one. Uh, mainly from a technical perspective, uh, yes, people know about it, but uh, for me, the demand supply dynamics are, are, of, of the shares, forget what they're doing, um, looks very good. So people are getting involved, they're coming into the stock, that's causing the share price to appreciate. Look, we, we've, we've had it at a much lower level, but they are producing. So Nathan said they're about to produce. No, they're producing, they've got cash flows. Cash flows are amazing. Um, they're paying dividends now uh, as proof of that. So you're going to get a dividend yield as well. Not expensive, sort of mid-teens PEs, they were much lower when we got involved. Uh, but at the growth rate, it, that, that, that sort of 16, 17 will drop to, to, to low, low double digits um, over the next year and the next. So I still think there's more in it. Um, the, the brokers out there tend to agree with me because it is actually covered out there. So they've got targets of around that 140. You're sort of in the one teens at the moment. So I still think there's plenty of upside. Um, for, for the clients sort of think markets that have bought it, we've bought it around 70 cents. I would hold on to it. If you don't have it, I'm still happy to buy here. Well, there you go. Two, two different perspectives, which is what we like, I've got to say, on the, uh, on the call, because it gives a bit of balance there. So a yes for Carl, a no for Nathan. Although not, not, not a hard no, let's, let's, it's, let's be it's honest. It's not the best in the sector for me, but, but I sure. think the sector is going to run. 
Okay. Yeah. So there we go. Gents, we've got to pick up our pace. Because that, that is, that is two one. stocks that we've <laughs> talked about. And uh, look where we are. Um, Carl, I'm going to stay with you. Okay. Let's talk another kind of uh, metal. Let's talk gold. Gold Road Resources. Andy wants to know an opinion on that. The ASX code is G-O-R. Another one where the shares have done very well over the last five years. Yeah, look, over the last five years, it's had a pretty decent pullback over the last six months since gold peaked out in August. Right. So got to $2, now back to down to $1.20. Uh, that's caused the longer-term trend and the short-term trend, unfortunately, to change. Uh, it's one of those companies that I like the fundamentals of, and I like the broader gold picture as well. I think gold can do well in 2021, uh, but the chart looks pretty awful at the moment. So it's a bit of a conundrum for me, but... Um, that's okay. That's that's what invest. That's what investing's about, isn't it? So, uh, I know it's a good company. Now I'm just waiting for the chart to turn around. Yeah. Uh, and, and and sometimes you, you go the other way. You you find a, a really good chart, but the company's rotten. So you want to be a, a little bit more cautious about it. We might talk about a couple of those later yeah, on. I think. Yeah. Um, but look, Gold Road. Look, I'll I'll, I'll let Nathan talk more about it. He might know more about the fundamentals. But but it is one of those um, cash cows at the moment. They are producing. Lots of cash in the business. They want to start paying dividends because they've reached sort of their, their critical level of cash that they want. Uh, from a technical perspective, I think if it, if it starts to move back up and through, say, 130, that's when I'd get involved. And it might sound weird to say, uh, wait till the price goes higher before you get on, because you might think, well, why don't you just buy it now? It's cheaper. Well, I don't have that confirmation in the market that the demand is coming in to tell me that it's bottomed out, there's value there, and it's pushing the price up. So, look, 135, 140 through there, I'd be, I'd be happy to buy. All right, no, fair enough. Nathan, what do you think? Oh, look, we've been a big fan of the gold sector probably for a year, year and a half. Yeah. Um, gold Rooster, as, as you said, it's, it's a high-quality business, uh, good management. They, they do, they have their hands in a few pies, so they do, you know, bits in a lot of explorers. If somebody does well, then they'll buy them out. Um, churning out cash better than the banks. Um, they look solid. Um, we've been in it, so we haven't got out. And we expected a pullback with the vaccine news, and that's played out. Fed, ECB, EC, you know, QE till the cows come home. Um, more money printing, kind of yeah. place for gold. Bitcoin hit 20,000. Um, yeah, yeah that, I that's, know, that's hurt gold. Yeah, that's yeah. your gold. And then this play, frothy right? speculative yeah. money that yeah. was in some of these stocks as well has been forced exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Bitcoin runs too fast and then comes off, and yep. gold is your play for the long term. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy with that, the macro. This is a good quality business. Um, there's, you know, all the data points have been pretty solid. Um, you back management uh, all day in this sector, and this one is one of the best ones. So yeah, it's I'm really happy. cheap. Really yeah. cheap. So a tick? Yep, definitely. Okay. There we go. Um, let's move on. Nathan, I'm going to stick with you. We're going to go to what some might call white gold. Yes. Uh, it's definitely been this uh, in recent years. A2 Milk. Yes. Uh, Omar has, has written in about this. Let's, let's put some numbers on this. These guys have grown their earnings per share at 45% CAGR compound every yeah. year on average. Uh, the last three years are 45%. There's a return on equity here of 30%. So it's an insanely profitable business yes. as well. So shares, as you'll see in a moment, shares have not done well in yes. recent times. In fact, they've, they've really been smashed. Pan out, though, and you will see a stock that was at $2 in 2016. Yeah. So my question to you, is this one of those things that people all often say, oh, I love the business, I'll just wait for a pullback. Well, they've got a pullback. Yes. Is this an opportunity or is the, is, is the market really giving us a sign here that something is fundamentally broken? Well... This is a business that at the early days I said, what? You can't be serious. Right. And, but they're like a black mole. They're a market, marketing business. It's a, forget the, what they do, it's just a marketing business. Yeah. They did the right thing, they built the brand, they surprised me on how well they, effectively they built it. 
they were at the right place at the right time. Chinese mani milk manufacturers had problems. Uh, you know, a couple of kids health issues that kind of yeah, shocks the market. Yeah. It was all perfect. Everything worked for them. Boom. Right, I was in. Um, um, What's the other one? Bellamy's. Oh, yes. I got yeah. him at a dollar, sold it at a dollar ninety. I thought I was genius. <laughs> 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah go figure. Doesn't uh, hurt. <laughs> I know <laughs> that feeling. Well, I know. I We've know all been well. there, right? Yeah. Um, there are time for every stock. And A2 Milk, uh, we actually had it in our model, um, despite what, whether I believe it or not. Uh, and we got out when they flicked the CEO. She's yeah. gone across to Virgin, That's the new right. version of Virgin. Yeah. She is very good. Um, she turned, out, turned around the operations. She actually had the. Uh, pulse working perfectly when they flicked her yet kept the same strategy mm. we have questions okay. and then they did a couple of mini downgrades after two three years of constant upgrade when you do mini downgrades warning signs especially when the, the, the price is perhaps as they say price for perfection yeah at yeah. 19 bucks it was price for perfection yeah. we pulled it out i think it was about june july uh, we got out of A2 Milk and it's been falling ever since well now that was then. that looks yeah now it looks like a this genius call then now right. what do you do now um Look, I think it's value, but the question is, when does the thematic turn? I don't know. Now, if I am looking at that, what happened in the geopolitics, in the last 30 years, we got into a lot of troubles with a lot of different things, and every time there's been one guy who saved us is China. Now, at this point, is that going to happen tomorrow? I think not. Mm. Is that going to happen in three months, six months? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm kind of a the data guy. When the data turns, I'm there. When yeah. it doesn't, I'm not trying to hedge uh, pick a date. So I'm staying out of it, but yeah. it is one on my watch list because it is a high quality business. There is leverage. Yeah. So when things calm down, yes. You know, you look at Treasury Wine, you look at A2 Milk, you've got these high quality brands that are there, good business, probably cheap if things turn around. I'm not trying to pick it. I don't mind letting go of the first five, 10%. Yeah. If it's up 10% because things improve, I'm happy to buy it because there's another 30, 40%. You're, you're buying with more certainty. Exactly. So I'm waiting for that turn. So, so I want to see the macro improve. Till then, you're trying to punt against bigger guys getting out. And yeah. there's a lot of believers there and they'll gradually get out yeah. because it just hurts them to sit there. What do they call it? The capitulation trade. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I'm waiting for that to finish. Okay. So it's a wait for Nathan. Carl, what do you think? Yeah, no, I can't buy it here unfortunately it, you know as you say it's been such a fantastic australian success story hasn't it and, and amazing growth and look obviously china don't, is, don't say that to the kiwis though they'll, they'll, well, they'll claim yes you know what <laughs> much like russell crowe exactly. exactly. yeah. yeah. crowded house yeah. 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 anything that's come out of new zealand you've got to look at it <laughs> yeah that's right They're it's good. true isn't that true no you're absolutely correct there but um look i look i think there's 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 a couple of risks here the, the first risk is management are spot on with their rather bullish expectations of what they're going to deliver for the rest of the financial year and you have a huge upgrade and the market realizes they are wrong and it, the, the price literally spikes 15 20 percent a day uh, the other expectation is management has to bring things down to where the, what the market's expecting and because of the trend it's probably going to go down anyway and maybe that's where you buy it right maybe it's that final sell-off to 10 bucks where you just go this is just so ridiculously cheap because i do think the business will recover um, i do think eventually um, Chinese students will be up to travel to and from Australia and pack a suitcase full of baby formula the, the to flog over there yep. and make a bit of extra cash. Yep. Um, they're doing well in China anyway, and, and, and we know what's going on in the Chinese economy, and, and that's fantastic. And it's one of those products which you know, normally you say if you're selling to China, they're going to knock you off real soon and they're going to start doing their own Chinese equivalent. Probably not going to happen here because of the trust levels of those Chinese equivalents. Yep. So they've got that, that sort of moat around their product as well. Yep. So I think there's going to be a buy point somewhere where's that buy point going to be? Okay, well, let's look at the charts. 
Uh, not here anytime soon. It, it, is, it is a horrific short-term downtrend. The long-term trend, unfortunately, has just started to turn down. So it could be a, a period of, of months, it might be six to 12 months before we see this bottom play out and then we get that buy signal. So if you've got it, unfortunately, you're in for a pretty rough ride. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, you know, get out here. There's the chances of management hitting those numbers and getting that 10, 15% pop. I think that's not the, 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 the likely scenario. So maybe you can get out here and, and, and trade it and buy it back at 10 bucks. Right, you know, right. Maybe that's the way you play There's it. a trading halt on right now. Oh, is there? Uh, is, oh, as we speak, well, there you go. I wonder if you oh. come up with it. <laughs> Mate, might need to reissue guidance. Yes. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. Yes. Are oh, you okay. kidding? Okay. And That's I saw just that, broken. Uh, yes, oh, well, and there you go. they've had, this is not the first time they've danced down. Mm. There's okay. been multiple dances. Maybe they're going to upgrade. Uh, why, why so well, pessimistic? Oh, I know. No. Uh, maybe because I'll, I'm one of those people that look at the data <laughs> and say, that's not going to happen. Well, there you right. go. I can assure you, I didn't know yeah. about that thing before I said all those comments. There you so go. If, oh, if well, they haven't flagged what, but oh, I think it's, it's, it's just, uh, as you said, it's yeah. a dago, right? Yeah. If that's up and running, there's a number of stocks that's going to look good. Okay. Unfortunately, none of them are looking good at the moment. So. Oh, geez. Such an interesting stock, but we do have to move on. I hope that has helped you, Omar. Uh, Dylan has written in, though, and they've asked about Elmo. This has come up on the show before. Um, I just noticed that shares here are up 9%. Looks like they acquired a business yeah. called Web Expenses just yesterday. Well, they announced that just yesterday. I'm assuming that's part of, of the pop here. Carl, I'm, I'm going to stick with you for this one. What, what do you think about uh, Elmo? Yeah, look, very interesting um, you know, business. They are certainly one of the leaders in this space. Um, they like to do acquisitions. They're kind of punching one out every few months. Yeah, and, right, right. Um, but what is, what is their business, sorry? Just to uh, so it's a, a payroll, uh, payroll, uh, clocking in, clocking off. Oh, yes. uh, it's all uh, human resources. HR, yes. HR, this is the new word, HR tech. A HR tech. HR tech. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Yeah, look, cloud-based, which of course, you know, you've got that tag, tag line as well. Throw, throw in AI maybe yeah. and some... Uh, well, it's a matter of time. We've, got some, we've got some AI companies actually <laughs> yeah. coming up to talk about. Um, but yeah, look, look it's, a, it's, a, it's a growing uh, company. Uh, they're not making money yet, not cash flow positive. They're not far away from it. And at the current run rate, it could be sort of FY22, certainly by FY23 they'll be there. So it, we're getting close to the time where I like to start to participate in these businesses where the cash starts to come in the door and you know if they're doing R&D or if they want to do some more marketing, they're not having to tap shareholders or the, or the bank account to do that. So uh, from that perspective, it's very interesting. Um, management were very, very adept at finding businesses to bolt on that, that um, are earnings accretive. Uh, there's, I can't tell you whether it's expensive or not because there's no PE, there's no dividend yield at this stage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but revenues seem to be going in the right direction. They've got a, a good customer base that they uh, continue to go back to and get more revenue from and the customers continue to resubscribe. Mm -hmm. uh, the technicals are a little bit sort of neither here, here nor there at the moment. It's a little bit flat on the chart. Yeah. Um, Short-term trend flat, long-term trend flat to middling. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean there won't be a buy point. I think um, you want to get in, get into this when the market's starting to show signs that it's starting to see all the things that I'm seeing in the fundamentals. So yeah. it's one of those where I think the fundamentals are great, the chart's not great yet. So let's wait for the chart to catch up. And I think if it got through sort of 660, 680, then it's starting to go go through to the next level, which could be around about as, as high as eight dollars. Yeah, gotcha. Um, Carl makes a good point. He's made it a few times. Um, there's no need to rush. Yes. Yep. As a general rule, is this is that what you'd say about Elmo here, Nathan? Yeah, you can say that about a lot, a lot, a of, lot. The, a lot of the market <laughs> yeah. uh, where we are. As most twenty-year high multiples kind of don't do that. True. Um, it, look, it's an interesting one because there's a couple. Of, historically, when you talk to HR businesses, they're not doing great, but you know you would put the tech into it, 
they suddenly do better. Yeah. Uh, so I think the other one was uh, people infrastructure, PPE kind of gets a bit of oh, yes. play as well. Yep. And they've all, they, you know, both of them done really well. Yep. What kind of worries me is there's a lot of acquisitions, lots of acquisitions. They got to execute. Um, it all sounds good. You know, it's classic Boston Consulting Group stuff. Yeah. You know, buy when the debt is cheap and, you know, debt's going to reflation trade, debt's going to go higher, so you should be buying. And then, you know, you'll get the synergy. Yeah. And one thing I learned <laughs> when I'm doing MBAs, only 10% of the actual synergy becomes synergy because yeah. the rest gets lost in the meantime. It's easy to do it on paper. Yes. Not so much in real life. Yeah, and yeah. accountants do a great job of that and strategists. Don't, strategist. they. Don't um, they? You know, I'm a strategist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, I'm a bit skeptical. Look, it's, the numbers look good. Market likes it. Um, it's that sector, you know, PPE and that one has done well. So it's hard to go against them. But I'm one of those people, I want to see the numbers come through yeah. because it's not cheap in the context that you're not buying something without a future growth already priced in. Yeah. So I, I want to see the first couple of executions. Look, if it is right, these guys will have a decent run and have a decent future, then I'm happy to back the growth story. At this moment, again, the other businesses we've talked about, they've got a track record where we look at management and go, they can execute. Where this one, there's a lot of acquisitions, but they still have to execute. Right. So I want to see the first couple of execution. So it is one where I think you look at someone like Babco, you know how they've executed. Mm -hmm. That You don't have that history in these things. So okay. you've got to be a bit more uh, discerning investor. So in this one, I'm, I'm on hold. I'm waiting to see how they do it. Okay, two thumbs down from, from the guys here. Not, for, not because they hate it, but just not yet. Uh, the final stock we're going to chat before we do a recap uh, for the first half of the show is Brainchip. And, and let's stay with you, Nathan, if we can. Kristen's written in about this. BRN is the code. This is one of those companies, is it not, where you really want them to succeed? Because yes. the tech is so yes. cool. But we are, we are in the business of, of making money <laughs> more than anything. So is, is this something that you can make money on, do you think? Um, I love the stock. Yeah. Uh, we actually been involved in talking to them for a long time. Um, it had, a, gets, had a really yeah, great run there. Yeah. yeah, there was a minor technicality. When it had some good news, it was perfectly aligned with something Elon Musk said about a particular brain chip he was putting uh, in neural neuro yeah. And so when people Google brain chip, yeah. they went, like what that. the hell? Uh, <laughs> Elon uh, Musk. Uh, uh, and they went, yeah. yeah, everyone got excited. But to no, be clear, Elon's got nothing, nothing to do with, 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 with this business. But it's a very good business. Right. It's quite unique. Um, there's a few like this out there. You've got to love that. It's, this is not where you're putting in 10% of your portfolio. Let's put it that sure, way. Sure, sure. It's one where you're high risk, early stage growth story that you're willing to lose and you love management. It's in a great play. If you're willing to do that, I think it's a good play. Mm -hmm. I like it. Um, but you're buying the story. And you got to be there for years for it to execute. Uh, this could do nothing for years. Yep. You could lose your money. Mm -hmm. But it's cool. One of them will work. So yes. if you want to do this, you take 5-10% of your portfolio, split it on four or five of them. Yep. This will be one of those. A bit of a basket approach. Exactly. Okay. It's like biotechs. So I'm going to put you down for a yes, but the, the asterisk behind it is, that it is, is what it's high speculative, risk. Yeah. high risk. Exactly. No angry but letters it, it, to Nathan cool. if this is down 10% yes. this week. But it, it will cool. be a bumpy ride. It will yeah. be a bumpy but ride. But keyword is, it's cool. Yes. <laughs> It is very cool. Um, Carl, what do you reckon? Okay, so what they, uh, number one, they're Perth-based, so that is oh, a, a major, oh, major, major tip. Already a plus. It's, yes, yeah. the Silicon Valley of the West, <laughs> isn't it? So, uh, 
yeah, look, I didn't know that news about the Elon Musk thing. So, Isn't you know, great? it, it yeah. gets some momentum and then momentum breeds momentum, yep. right? And yep. that's what happens. And then you get that huge blow off that we can see and it's been flatlining since then. Uh, it could flatline for years, it could flatline forever, it could go back to zero. But I, with, I'm with Nathan, the technology is very interesting. It, it's early, early stages of this technology. So they've got this amazing uh, computer chip that uh, normally when, you, when you're talking about artificial intelligence, you generally need human involvement, mm. you need lots of computing power, and you've got to get zillions of data points to tell the computer how to learn. Yep. To, you've got to teach, teach the computer it. how to learn. Mm. Uh, whereas this computer chip uh, use, it thinks like a human brain, it takes information and it just looks at the things it needs to look at and discards the things it doesn't. So it can be they faster. Call it a, a neuromorphic processor. Abs absolutely. Which so, gets points just on the you know, and we, we could, we, we could yeah. spend the rest of the show talking about the technology, yeah. right? But look, let's break down the numbers. So the numbers are, they're losing $2.2 million a quarter. They've got $12 million in the bank, so they'll have to raise money within the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. And then they'll probably have to raise money within the next 12 months after that, and the next 12 months after that, and the next 12 months after that. Nathan's nodding his head, because they are so early in this process. They don't have customers yet. They've got uh, 21 uh, potential customers that are doing pilot trials. Right. Okay. And we're still a long way away from getting the feedback to say that, hey, this is something that uh, we, we can commercialize and then sell en masse. Yeah. We're and you know if they crack it, right? Like this is going to be amazing. It's Google. Insanely valuable. It's Google, right? Yeah, yeah. So look, I'm a buy, but once again, it's that fundamentals look good, but the technicals are flatlining. So yeah. if I see it start to move back above 40 cents, and we actually have a standing buy note on this at Think Markets. Uh, once again, head to the website. All my stuff is free. Go yep. up there and look at it. So there's a standing buy note on BRN. If it breaks through a certain price, that's when we're happy to get involved in it. Until it breaks through that price, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. That's the story. It's, 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 it's tough. It is, it's, it is it's, tough. You know, this, it's going to hero or zero. Right. Yeah. It's Hit, like, it's like exactly. biotech stocks. Yeah. You know, they, it's like mining for 10 years before you get something. Yeah. So The overnight success that's 10 years in the making. Yeah, and, yeah. It, yeah. and it can go on and on. So you've got you to be able to do, absorb that. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you how they have managed to keep on is because they had 121 million shares on issue in yeah. 2011. Yeah. Now they've got 1.3 billion shares wow. on yeah. issue. <laughs> That's, that's how yeah. you stay afloat. Yeah. Um, let's do a quick recap here. And again, we are, we are a little bit pressed for time, so I'll do this rather quickly. So the first stock we chatted uh, about today was Nickel Mines. The gents both had some really nice things to say about it. Love the longer term thematic there. For Carl, it was a yes. For Nathan, it was a no. Gold Road Resources, again, split these guys. And let's be, be clear here. It wasn't as though one hated it and one loved it. They're not a million miles apart. But for Carl, that was a no. For Nathan, that was a yes. Um, uh, Nathan particularly liking the gold thematic. Um, A2 Milk, well, I think everyone acknowledged, you know, credit where it's due. What an amazing business this has been historically. But we have really seen things pull back, uh, a bit of concern over the uh, access and sales to the Chinese market, uh, ostensibly cheap, but this is in a trading halt right now. We're waiting some important news. Uh, the gents just basically made the really good point here of why, what is the rush? Wait, yeah. and so that is, is two thumbs down. Elmo Software, again, some positivity here. But uh, this is still, you know, for Carl's basically saying, let's wait till we see some cash flow positivity out of this business here. Nathan agreeing, the numbers look okay, but there's, there's no urgency. So that is two thumbs down. And that actually means it's gonna get kicked out of the call portfolio, which I will update you on in just a moment. And finally, we had a chat about Brainchip. Really cool AI, new type of uh, chip technology. 
as, as Carl put it so succinctly, hero or zero. They're either going to go to the moon or they're going to crash down to, to, to Earth. It's, it's, it's very much a binary kind of outcome. And it could be a number of years before we actually see any cash flow come through. So, so for Nathan, Nathan it, was, it was a yes, but it was a very speculative yes. And, and for Carl, it's just not at this stage. He wants to see some confirmation on the charts. So I did mention uh, then that we have a, a portfolio on the call. And if you are a re regular watcher of the show, you know that it has done very, very well. We've been tracking this since July 1. Any stock that gets two thumbs up gets added to the portfolio. We will do that at the close of trade uh, on the day that we have the show. But if it gets anything other than that, so even if it's just one thumbs down from for an existing stock, it will get the boot. So how is it done? Um, it's actually recovered a little bit from, it was down further uh, earlier on in the week, but now down about 0.9% for the week. We all know there's a lot of noise in, in those short-term figures. Look at the full year, financial year to date rather. So we're coming up on six months now, 23.5% return, which is just really impressive. Uh, let's also have a look at what has changed. So as I said, um, Elmo Software is going to get the boot, the boot. But in terms of stocks that have been added recently, we've had Viva, CSL, Nuix, Envirosuite, and Hum. Um, there's a lot of changes that go on here, a lot of uh, smart guests that come on and give us their opinion. So if you want to keep track of all of that, and I often say I think it's just such a great idea generator, if nothing else, go to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. You'll see everything that you need to know and you can keep a track of exactly what is going on. Gents, let's move on to the second half of the show. Let's do a bit of a power round if we can, okay. just to just bring us back onto pace here. Avita Therapeutics, uh, Carl, I'll, I'll go with you on this one. Alex wants to know what they should do. AVH is the code. Uh, yeah, look, it's a, another one of those fantastic Australian technology biotech success stories. They've got a, a, a spray on, uh, treatment for burns and other um, skin-related uh, issues. Uh, they're making, or well, I shouldn't say they're making money, but they have revenue, so that's that's a good sign. That's so we've got, sign. A, we've got a commercial. There's a product. There's a product. Yeah. Um, they're, they're in the process of marketing it, growing the business. Um, revenues are growing considerably. It's, it's, it's a US um, story because 95% mm -hmm. uh, of their revenue comes from the US. Uh, revenue's up 59% uh, as per their last quarterly. Um, Tick, 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 tick. All the margins were you know, 81%. Operating expense, expenses are probably the big issue there. They've gone up 80%. It's one of those things where, it, I'll break it down for you. So revenue, um, each quarter they report fantastic revenue, up huge double digit amounts. Uh, but the revenue is small. So the revenue goes from uh, 10 to 14 right. or 15, 50%. Yeah. Percentage wise, massive. Yeah. 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 The problem is um, expenses. Expenses uh, don't go up as much, but they're big. So yeah. expenses are 50 million and they go up 20%. Right. Okay, there's a disconnect in your cash flows there. And that's kind of the problem for me. It's probably about four or five years away from being cash flow positive at the current run rate. Uh, in theory, they could back out a lot of their marketing expenses and headcount and things like that and make it cash flow positive sooner than that. But why would you? Because it's a growth story. Yeah. Uh, so it could be years away from where this really starts to get more traction with the investment community. And I say more traction because it's had traction in the past. It's on its way down. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's kind of the problem. So between now and when we start to be cash flow positive, start to have profits, start to have valuations, people jump back on board, it could be a dollar. Mm. But it's $5 now. So it's gone from uh, zero to 17. 
it's now back to five. It could be one before we get that. And then from one, it'll go back to 17. Right. But I don't know when that turning point's going to come. So it's a no from me. The short-term trend is down, long-term trend is down, and it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. Okay. So some nice things to say, but not yep. now is not the time. Nathan, what do you think? Yeah, it's an interesting sector, multiple sectors, biotech, stem cells, uh, burns. So Polynova is the most common one everyone knows. Yeah. Um, another one that uh, gets a lot of play in the stem cells is Mesoblast. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, choppy sector. Um, I think it's all about what they could do rather than what they're doing now. Mm -hmm. And so these things trade on potential outcomes from results, tests, and so forth. Um, so they can be quite choppy. Um, ABH was one of the hot stocks before. Um, you know, the ones that I always go once were warriors they were good ones and then they're not so hot not so, anymore yeah. so the problem yeah. with that is when you say crowded trade and some momentum trade momo traders when they get out these things get hurt yeah so you're on the downside on this one um so i'd be a bit careful jumping in um <clears throat> i like the overall sector i think it's an interesting story again it's one of those ones where you, you it's hard to pick one because it's what it could be so there's a lot of execution risk and there's test results. I mean, this is, you know, pie in the sky stuff. You know, yes, there is ways you can reduce your probability, but it's still pretty high probability you're playing with. Mm -hmm. So you've got to play a basket, four yeah. to five, that you think interesting thematics. Mm -hmm. I'll play in those. Bit so of brain chip in exactly. there, maybe. Oh, well, know. this is probably a bit <laughs> shorter term than brain chip. Sure. Um, you know, Titanic, uh, you, know, you can pick okay. those 3D printing. There, yeah. there are a lot of thematics that play. This one, I think, is an interesting one, but I think it's had its day on peak optimism. Yeah. Um, so if you're going to be playing that, I'd be... You know, it's, it's going to be choppy, it's, as Carl said. It's go, this is going to be choppy. It could be a lot lower uh, as hot money gets out. Uh, it, they will need to raise more money. Mm. Uh, you know, biotechs tend to take about 10 to 15 years before they become a model. Yep. Uh, and still, but they'll be doing new things, so they'll raise money. So um, no rush. I, would, I generally go for biotechs when everyone hates it. Nobody wants to touch it and yep. it's blown up for yep. a couple of years. Yep. That's the time to look at it. Uh, this is not that case. I think still the steam's coming off, so I'd stay out of it. Speaking of um, very popular thematics and, and things that have been really captured attention recently, Creso Pharmaceutical. Yes. This um, is a so-called pot stock. Charles wants to know what they should do. They had a couple of days there where they're up 50% in, in a single day. We're going to talk about a little bit more in the following show, in fact, because it was did, did wonders for some of the contestants in the Strongman Classic. Yes. But... The question is today, Nathan. Yes. Do you get into this space? And if you do, is Creso Pharmaceutical the way to go? So cannabis got a lot of airtime because it got onto a lot of the presidential election uh, votes yep. because about individual states put that in, should be legalized, da, da, da. Yeah. It's like 80 to 20 to legalize it. A number of the states legalized it. Mexico actually, the Senate voted, I think from memory, like at 80% to legalize it. So Mexico is the new central right uh, makes sense Once they legalize it then yeah. at least uh, they can get rid of the high high grade uh, drugs right so in that context it got a lot of so the supply demand globally suddenly got attention um, in Australia there's a few players can group THC yep. uh, th this one is one of those in play can group was one got my interest very early in the story in the previous cycle for cannabis where everyone got excited because a big fund actually took a position Tribeca had a position in that. So I went, oh, that's interesting. So it's one of those ones I've kept. So the cannabis is, um, can group has gone from, I think it was 30 cents we were looking at it and it got to 60 cents, it's coming off as well. Now, yes, those news, you get the pop and then it kind of fades to reality. Mm. Um, 
I well, think Creso is down 20% yeah, today. Yeah. It was at 30 cents just it, uh, this is, last yeah, week. These yeah. things are hot stocks, right? Yeah. They'll move high. Yeah. So if 20% worries you, this is not a sector for you. Yes. But I think cannabis is an interesting play. I, I don't know if that is an answer, but it works in certain areas. I've got a special needs son, so I kind of know how you have to trial different things. Yeah. So I think there are areas where cannabis works quite well. Yeah. So that could be a part solution in certain areas where they don't have solutions. So that could be a huge winner, but that's not going to happen tomorrow. That'll take time. So again, it's a bit like brain chip. You, you're willing to sit through the next couple of years before you get some um, regulatory approvals, that kind of th- thing plays out, and then there's a marketplace settles down globally. I think there is a play for it. I would put a bit of money. It's a high-risk speculative play. Um, is this the stock? I don't know the stock that well. I would look at th- someone like um, Can Group, purely because the big fundies are there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I always like to play with the other big boys because sure. they do the hard work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that context, I think it's an interesting sector. Okay. Uh, this is probably not the one that I've been mentioned on. Not so. for you, but if you were, appreciate the yeah, risk. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, you've got you to understand where you are. All right, Carl, what do you think? And I've, I've got to, I've just to mention, guys, we've got we're three more stocks to get running through. Out of we're time. running out of time. I'll make this quick. Don't buy this stock. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, it is that an absolute yeah. basket case. Uh, I'm not just saying that because it blew me out of, war, out of the water in the classic, it's Strawman right. Classic. Um, it came in and normally I'm able to spot these trends. I've got the charts. As the trend develops, I can then put a buy note out or whatever. But this, this, but this, this one was came out a of trend and then it was it a was, massive trend. It was trend the most incredible downtrend in the history of mankind yeah. and then just out of nowhere, it spiked up Hot. a zillion percent. Mm. Um, maybe it was some of those factors Nathan talked about. It, it, there was, you know, it was in the news, um, the bigger picture stuff, but smaller picture stuff um, that don't have a lot. In fact, I'm quite concerned about the actual ongoing um, sustainability of the business. So are their auditors. Uh, management has come up with all sorts of excuses why they can keep going. Um, they're burning a whole heap of cash. They don't have a lot of cash left in the bank. So I'm no doubt they're going to take advantage of these high prices and, and tap shareholders. Uh, I can't see you know, any reason why you would take the risk on this particular one. I'm sure there are better ones out in the sector, but this is not it. Okay, two thumbs down. Uh, can group Charles? for the defence. Can group actually has funding for their Mildura project. Okay. That's gone through. So they're actually a lot further down and that's yeah. probably why Tribeca is in it. So. Okay, interesting. Um, Carl, I'm gonna stick with you. We're gonna go completely different <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. We've had a few sort of more <laughs> speculative companies. Now we're gonna go to sort of very much the blue chip so-called end. Sure. Unibail, Redemco, Westfield, URW is the code. Megan wants to know what does she do? Sure, well maybe um, maybe to have some, uh, well they do have uh, Westfields in in the Netherlands, so maybe there are there some, some pot uh, <laughs> shops in there that they're probably still doing pretty well given the crisis. But other than that, um, nice the, segue. The rest of the it, rest yeah. of the centres aren't doing so well. Um, they're, they're probably operating about eighty percent of um, capacity because you know twenty percent have shut down and probably won't come back. Mm. Um, they are adding new businesses and signing new leases, interestingly enough. But it is really all about COVID. Uh, and whether you think things are going to be amazingly better in Europe in the next 12 months or not. Mm-hmm. My guess is it probably won't be, mm-hmm. um, despite the vaccine. There's going to be issues with the rollout, uh, acceptance, all sorts of problems, and then people have to get back into stores, start spending money. So, um, it, it, look, I put in my notes here, can you look past the valley and how big is the valley? Mm-hmm. And that's really what you need to decide. So it's, it's, I don't think the stock is expensive after it's recovered. So if you buy it now and it does recover, it's probably one of the biggest bargains in the market. Yeah. But but that might be a big deal for how, how long, long is it going to take and, yeah. and how is that recovery going to look? What is it going to look like? And will, if they get back to 75% of where they were or 80% or has, uh, you know, structural changes, moved to online spending, 
do they get back there? So look, it, it, it's not a buy for me. I'll keep it nice and uh, short and sweet. And mm. um, I think there are better opportunities out there. What do you think, Nathan? Nice, uh, nice short one hello, too. Short one. Most of the shops, in, you know, they're redoing their contracts for the next three to five years at 20 to 30% lower. So you cut the revenue down into the future for the next three to five years. Plus, they've all raised ridiculous amount of capital. So mm. you dilute per share earnings even further down. So these things are never going to go back to what it was. If you remember GFC, Property Trust never went back to the peak. So yeah. this will be one of them. Um, their pop recently is because they decided not to raise more money. Uh, I think it's an inevitable problem. They'll go raise more money. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's going to come. So <laughs> no, it's not the area you want to be in. Um, there's only one property trust that I think is the best by a country mile, Goodman Group. <laughs> Everyone says Goodman. Yeah, they, yeah. Because they're, they're not property. They're private equity. They right. just buy and sell assets. They are bloody awesome. And they're good at what they do. They, they got are history very good. There. And yeah. they sold. And again, Westfield, simple reason. Multi-billionaire sells Westfield to Univol. When those guys sell, it's a sign. Yeah. When uh, Murdoch sold media, that was a sign. It's either a worry of the assets or the price is so ridiculously good they couldn't resist. And either way, that's There's not something good if wrong. you're on the There's other side wrong. of the transaction. I'm not smart enough. He made billions. I'll listen to him. Yeah, yeah, very good point. Okay, Nathan, I'm going to stick with you. Another very big company, probably one, well, definitely one of the biggest, CBA. Banks we could talk about for three hours without yeah. even trying, but Look, we don't have the luxury. Jenna wants to know, though, what does she do with the CBA? Um, crap business. Market <laughs> loves it uh, because it's your default choice. Retirees hold way too much banks, and they can't sell it because of tax reasons. They're stuck with it. They're well, they can. Them. They can, they but they can don't. Sell but, it, but they don't. They, they, a lot of them are probably in very advantageous tax Exactly. Structures. That's why I, I hear that. I hear that excuse all, all the, time, the time, right? All the time. But look, I would. Um, so the banks two months ago, structurally on a relative basis, was cheapest of the last fifteen years. Sure. So was there a bounce? Yes, yeah. and it's happened. They are not being bought by local investors. It was purely global guys buying it. So when Aussie dollar runs, banks run. Yeah. And it's a global thematic. All banks ran. Mm. So CBA is, gets a high multiple for something I cannot work out because it is not doing anything better than anyone else. They're just as crap as everyone else. Regulatory blow-ups have shown you. Now, the problem here is it's gone in two months. It's gone from historical cheap to historical expensive. Um, yes, the sector looks better because there's a lot of regulatory well, that, things that, that help That chart says it all there, yeah. doesn't it? it it's yeah. substantially helped them where, you know, we've actually removed responsible lending so the banks can legitimately do illegal lending. Oh, That's what I said. You, you went to a ball there, mate, uh, then don't get me started. I know, I know. But anyway, leave that aside. It's not a good business. Yeah. They're losing a lot of their high margin business to fintechs who are charging nothing for credit cards and uh, FX trades. Yeah. So in that context, I think they struggle again. If there's a market pullback, US dollar runs up, Aussie dollar tanks, yeah. banks get hammered. Yeah. So if you, if you held it for the wrong reason, you've done well, sell. I think it's CBA, like all of the banks, they, they have this aura around them because, mm. you know, in the first part of the 21st century, just incredible. You know, if anyone had sort of bought, particularly CBA, if you bought it on the flow, yep. it was just such a strong performer, dividends increasing year after year after year. For the last five years, it's done nothing. Dividends have barely been increased. They've been cut recently. In mm. fact, share prices gone you know sideways. Bond yields fell for 38 yeah. years. Oh, so you get net margins. That's being in two years. Really bond yields have flattened yeah. and the banks do nothing. The people... People love them. Carl, is, is, is a uh, historically favorable experience and potentially a large capital gain a reason to, to keep a share? Um, no, no. I think you've got, a, you know, you've, you've got a pile of dough and you want that dough to be bigger in 12 months, you know, time, it, 10 it's years. It's opportunity time. cost, so it's right? About, yeah, it's yeah. opportunity cost and making sure you do the most with it. 
And that's a good segue into my next comment, which is the same comment, and I've been doing these shows for many, many years, as you know, but I say it every time, it doesn't matter what I say about your bank, you're not going to sell it anyway. Okay, yeah. So I could tell you to sell it now because it's the worst thing ever, you're going to hang on to it, you're going to ignore me, yeah. and you're going to collect your dividend yield. That's come under pressure this year because of COVID yeah. and the fact they've had to cut those yields. I think because we're doing so much better over here, thank goodness for that, and hopefully I'll get back to WA, Mr McGowan. <laughs> um, but we're doing so much better over here, those dividends are probably going to come back, and they're going to come back sooner than a lot of people think, and it's going to be that dividend play again. As Nathan yeah. says, you're, getting, you're going to get 6% again sometime close. We talked about Uniball, uh, Rodamka. You're not going to get that yield anytime soon. Yep. Right? But Commonwealth Bank, it could be the end of next year, you're back to 6% right. and term deposits are nothing. Yep. So on that basis, I actually think it's a buy. And I say that with a big sigh because there's yep. no other reason to do it. But you know, we've had a buy on it. But, but that's going to be your return. Yeah, but you know. you know, every few years you get a chance to buy these banks at a really good price. Yep. And you kind of had that. And we've had a buy on it, but at lower prices, it's less... I'm less enthusiastic about it now. It's run, but crazy enough, and I, I'm still sighing, aren't I? It's a buy. It's a okay. buy, and it doesn't make any sense, but it's a buy. Uh, it's, 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 um, I, I, love the, uh, I love the candidness <laughs> of it. So that's the buy. We're coming, we've come, we've come to the last one, and okay. this is going to be, I know I've said this, but this has to be short. It's a challenge for, yeah. for people like us, but we have to be short. This is a UT, uh, uh, ETF. I was going to say U, UTF. <laughs> an ETF, uh, UMAX. It's the Beta Shares S and P five hundred yield maximizer. Uh, I think the yield's about three and a half percent, which doesn't actually seem like that great a yield. Although these, this is it's a relative terms. It's now. a relative terms. Uh, what should Kevin do, Nathan? Nice, nice and quickly. Yeah. Look, yield. It's a reflation trade. Yeah. It's going to play out. So these things will be under pressure. The thematic is good when bond yields are falling. That's not so good the other way. Mm. So we had 38 years of falling bond yields. We're probably going to have five to 10 years of rising bond yield. And there's still not too many people invest in that kind of cycle. So it's going to get rocky. This thing's going to get smacked. No. So that's a no, Carl? <laughs> uh, look, it's a no um, for me for, for different reasons. And basically, the, if you sort of dig into this, the idea is that it's, it's not designed to track the S&P 500, so it's not an index tracker, but it is designed to beat the yield of the S&P 500. Yep. But it's supposed to do it with less volatility. Mm. Now, if you look at its return, its, its historical return since inception, it has returned 8.73% versus the S&P 500's 14.5%. Okay, so it's failed on so its, its mandate. So it's failed on, on yeah. number one. And the second thing is it's supposed to do it with less volatility. So its volatility has been 17.4% and the S&P 500 has been 19.1%. So you've got 60% of the return for 91% of the volatility uh, that fails on both points for me. And that's, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon if that's happened since history. So yes, it's got a, a good yield. You might have made the mistake I did at first pass, which is to look at the last two and calculate the dividend yield. But it's kind of American. It does quarterly dividends. Oh, so it's actually 7%. Oh, that's exactly what I did. It is, okay, it is yes. 7%. It's unfranked. Um, but even then, even though the yield looks great, quote unquote, um, Australian dollar is probably going to keep going up. That's uh, probably going to hurt it. Yep. And why would you get something that just doesn't do what it's supposed to do? Anyway? Okay. All right. So that is uh, a no for beta shares S&P 500 yield maximizer. Let's do a very quick recap of the last five stocks here. And I can tell you it is thumbs down across the board. Avita Group, uh, no. Yes, they've got a product, but cash flow is a long way away. Nathan said very, very choppy too soon. Uh, Creso Pharmaceutical, what a ride. Uh, this, is, this is really one for the, those with a strong constitution. Uh, Nathan prefers Khan Group, um, uh, doesn't mind the, the broader thematic, 
but uh, just just way too hot um, for these gentlemen. We got to Unibale Westfield and basically some big structural challenges here. Things are gonna stay tough for the foreseeable future. So that was two thumbs down. Commonwealth Bank um, was a no from Nathan. In no uncertain terms, let me add, he was he didn't he didn't uh, you know the, the gloves really came off there. Carl Carl agreed with a lot of it, but then and then said actually no there is there is a case to be made at this point in time despite being someone who's been negative for the, on the banks for for a reasonable amount of time. So that is a yes. I, I stand corrected. There was a there was it's, a buy it, in there. There was a buy. Yeah, it's it's a it's a confused and frustrated <laughs> yes. <laughs> confusing. I love it. Um, and then finally, as I said, beta shares was two thumbs down. That is it for our program today. Uh, we really do love when you send in those stocks. In fact, we couldn't do the show if you didn't. So don't be shy. If you do want to send us uh, some stocks that we can have a bit of a chin wag about, the email address is on uh, your screen right now, the call at osbiz.com.au. You can also contact us uh, on Twitter. Uh, the address there is at osbiztv. It's been an absolute pleasure to have your company and we will see you again tomorrow. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.